everybody, Dave Caddy, the Food Dude, here with another Community Table Podcast episode. We're nearly half a year through the coronavirus pandemic, and unfortunately, there are very few signs to indicate that we're even halfway through this crisis. We did get some decent vaccine news this week, but it's tempered by the knowledge that safety protocols will have to be observed in testing, unless we're, the whole goal here is to make a very tragic situation worse. With that in mind, Restaurants around the 405 Dining Scape are desperately reaching for potential revenue streams to keep their businesses treading water. This week, we were joined on the community table by a pair of veteran local chefs who spoke on the subject of selling hospitality in an inhospitable time. David Sullivan has worked as a chef in the 405 Dining Scape for decades, establishing himself at Oak Tree Golf and Country Club years ago. These days, he's executive chef at Castle Falls, a unique restaurant and and special events venue on the city's western edge. Castle Falls blends three kinds of business, which each unfortunately have been fast ready targets for COVID-19's destructive damaging effects. That is dining, catering, and event hosting. Sully joined us to discuss how Castle Falls handled the pandemic initially and where they are in recovery. I have a uh, I have a double-edged sword that I have to wield, and uh, that's the event hall, which includes you know private events, uh, weddings. Weddings are our bread and butter, as well as the uh, the restaurant. Yeah. So take me through going back a few months. I mean, obviously, I know when when this thing first you know the spread was really clear that it was coming. Uh, people reacted in one way, and and over time, we've re- things have changed. T- take us through how. Castle Falls has evolved uh, its approach to the pandemic. Well, first off, uh, I don't think that uh, to-go was ever really an option for us. Right, right. Um, this building and this property is as much a part of my product as the food and immaculate service. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can't deliver this this atmosphere, then needless to say, we didn't do to-go. We just shut yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. Without fear of exaggeration, I have touched every wall and every fixture in this building in the last five months. Yeah. Um, I'm really fortunate myself that I didn't miss any paychecks. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to use that if you don't want to. But uh, my staff, my, my whole staff did. Yeah. Um, my boss got some of those grants that were used for payroll only. Mm-hmm. And so she kept me on. Mm-hmm. That being said, is I had someplace to, I had someplace personally to go be by myself and scrub my restaurant. Yeah. That kept me busy for a couple months. I'll bet. I'll bet. I'll bet. The, uh, as far as the shutdown goes, uh, we did not jump back in with both feet when um, a lot of places did. Mm-hmm. We kind of hung back and uh, watched what some people did right, what some people did wrong, and then made our decision to go ahead and uh, it opened uh, the first weekend of July. Okay. Okay. And you guys have got a little bit of service going in. Take us through what what your options are right now. Like at Castle, we are we are blessed. We are blessed because we have space. Yes, yes. Um, we have the ability. We've uh, we've literally pulled tables out of the dining room. Literally pulled tables off of open tables so we can't take reservations on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we have three levels of dining here at the castle, not including the uh, banquet center. Mm-hmm. So we have the ability to space people out. That's not that's that's really hasn't been our issue. Mm-hmm. Our bit our issue is that I think that um, people are just now 
um, at the end of August, trickling back into fine dining. Yep. yep. We let we let Applebee's and Chili's have their day, <laughs> and uh, now we want ours. I hear you. I hear you. That and that's important. And yeah, and in your space, uh, the way you guys are, and you've got a lot of outdoor too. As the as weather gets better, you've got options. You got a huge courtyard out there, and, yes. and yeah, even even the indoor dining spaces are. You know, it's a little low low ceiling, but you're really spaced out. You know, and, it's and level. I got I got three stories of dining. Yeah, yeah, and so you can really do that. So so that helps. Now, uh, t- talk a little bit about how it's been on the event side. I know everybody who's in the event business. It's a hard time right now, and and it's just the reality of where we are. Take us through how you guys are handling that. Well, it's 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 been a death penalty. Um, yeah, and uh, everything's canceled. Um, we were able to uh, get a a couple of uh, weddings rescheduled, and that was really important to us. Mm-hmm. Um, more than anything else, a wedding can be like such a traumatic cancellation to a yeah. bride yeah. that you know it is it is still very very important to us to try to get try our best to get those rescheduled and a lot of people just aren't even trying to reschedule right now um my event hall is uh fire coded for 250 by our calculations and cdc guidelines i can with a clear conscience put 125 in there yeah 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 and it's got a big nice open it's a high you know it's it's like a oh yeah 35 foot ceilings yeah yeah, yeah it's it's yeah it's a really airy area and like i said tons of outdoor area too we uh, uh have uh we put uh, hand sanitizer stations all over the property. Um, there's two as you come in the uh, um, as you come in the door at the restaurant. There's two right in front of uh, the uh, the service area at the event hall. You know, doing this for a living, and people need to say this more, is that this industry has always been very conscientious of sanitation. And Absolutely. anybody says anybody says otherwise, have to fight me. Yeah, yeah. So we're we are already on the the aside from uh, medical and uh, first responders, mm-hmm. we know what it takes to run a clean business. Absolutely. So we're actually in a better spot than like Walmart or or Home Depot in the fact that we already take sanitation so seriously before right. pandemic. Yeah, that's right. The biggest the biggest the biggest hurdle for us is the uh, um, the amount of we're able to put into a space. Among the innovations that Cervicelli has come up with is a modification to how the restaurant offers special wine dinners. Well, I have done wine dinners for years, and it's something I'm really passionate about. Uh, pairing food with wine is like one of my geek things. Yeah. Tasting a wine, tasting a wine, let the wine speak to me and tell me what we're having for dinner. Yeah. That's uh, that's one of my favorite things. Well, I've had a lot of uh, guests like, oh my God, we haven't had a wine dinner in five months. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And I, my boss was like, well, what are we you know, this is one of our things. What can we do? And I was like, well, we have the space. We have so many private rooms. Let's do mini wine dinners. Mm-hmm. We'll do a wine dinner for two, four, six, eight. I could sit a wine dinner for 16 people, 16 people of your choosing, not strangers, right. people that you wouldn't mind yeah. having dinner with. Yeah. And uh, I can offer you a private room. Mm-hmm which is something that most places can't do for two, four, six, or eight. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've been doing is I, I've been doing weekly wine pairing dinners. Okay. And uh, with a prepaid reservation, it includes uh, wine, food, tax tip, and a private room. That's fantastic. That's and a I think idea. that is a great bargain. Yeah. And, you know, it, it sounds to me like, too, that, and this is one of the, I mean, there's not very many positives coming out of what we're dealing with right now. 
but things like what you're talking about, that seems like something you could, I mean, obviously when, when the, when we've got a vaccine and we're able to gather again, you'll want to go back to doing the, the way you did, but you'll also have this in your arsenal, these private, a private option. So maybe you learn something here that you can take with you going forward. It's something, it's something we've always, it's something we've always done at the castle. We call it primrose dining. Yeah. Um, it's a five course, uh, four of which were chef's choice. You pick your entree, something yeah. we've always done here. This is just a wine dinner style twist on that. Yeah. And that I've actually paired a pair of wine with each course. That's super cool. All right. So if somebody wants to do this, what do they need to do? Reservations, uh, 405-942-6133. Um, you can also make those reservations on open table. Um, stressing that, uh, the prepaid is the, uh, the ticket to, uh, the private, the private area. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that's, that's, that's a, I mean, like I said, if, if this pandemic is doing anything, it's forcing all of us to be, find some ingenuity. And I'm, sick of, I'm, I'm sick of hearing the words from the new normal, but it is yeah. a 100% reality. Yeah, at also, least temporarily, yeah. As, as Chef GM, I have my staff and my ownership looking to me and saying, so what are we going to do? What are we going to do different? What are we going to do that we didn't do yesterday? Right. And uh, when I saw that you were doing the uh, community table, I was like, I got to reach out to my buddy Dave and tell yeah. him what I'm doing. It's exactly, man. And that's, and, and I encourage anybody out there who, who's in the business and, and you're trying to innovate. This is the kind of conversation we want to stir up to, to kind of, it, it's a guidance for everybody. You have a different situation out there at Castle Falls than most places, but you know what? There might be somebody out there listening who's got, who, who can latch onto a little bit of what you're saying here and saying, you know, we could do something like that at our place. And, and we need that. If I had one message that I'd want to get out there to the general public is that I'm not going to debate. I'm not going to debate the severity of the, the virus or, right, the, right. or the survivability or any of that yeah. is that this business already did it right. Yeah. And we are bending over backwards to making sure that you are safer than you ever were. And you were already pretty darn safe yeah. in our establishments. Restaurants have adapted and remain open to further adaptation. So it's important for diners to plan accordingly as we navigate this pandemic. Eventually, we do have to get out and safely support each other and our endeavors. A local restaurateur and his wife were in uh, um, a couple weeks ago and they did the, uh, the, the, the wine dinner and uh, they were like, okay, we, we were doing good, but we're taking a couple of your things and, and yeah. running with them, Dave. That's, that's good. We, yeah. we, have to have, we have to have this open forum that it's only when you know it all you quit learning. Sully told me his restaurant isn't looking to get rich this year. He said it's all about keeping people employed, keeping the business that supports them solvent, and getting really good at treading water. That goes for practically every restaurant that didn't rely on takeout for more than 50% of its business pre-pandemic. It's hard news to digest when we've had it so good for so long. But these are hard times. Truly hard times. The sooner we accept the harsh realities upon us or lurking around the corner the better we'll adapt. Twenty twenty was supposed to be the year of live grass butcher and bistro in the four hundred five dining scape. An ambitious new concept in Edmonds, serving a menu straight from Pecan Valley Ranch near Henrietta, from a local chef with a national reputation. What could go wrong? Turns out twenty twenty was also the year of the coronavirus, and live grass's big opening in March coincided with its arrival to our shores. Chef Josh Valentine spoke with us about the bistro's first dinner menu and opening in a pandemic. 
timing's never really been my thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's we're, we're, we're finally here, getting ready to, you know, and open, you know, and so I can leave some of my anxiety by sitting around, you know. At least there I'm up and busy doing something. Yeah, because you guys, okay, because you, you've been doing stuff since March off and on, right? You did a giveaway early on. Sure. Through the market, and then, yeah. then you open for takeout and so forth in, Ju in July, is that right? June. Or June, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, right. yeah, June. Um, and then we've just kind of slowly progressed each, yeah. each service, you know, and now, you know, we've just launched the dinner menu, so it's another another level of service that we're able to provide. So just kind of keep, you know, inching away along and along as we can, and as, you know, guests are, are dictating, you know, what we're able to do. So right. Uh, right. Just, just trying to, you know, kind of keep our pulse on everything, or, you know, our, 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 our head – our finger on the pulse and figure out what's going on. It changes every day. And so, you know, we're just trying to, just trying to stay above water. Well, yeah. And then, and the next step for that is the bistro menu and, and dinner yeah. service, which I was fortunate enough, to, uh, Lori and I were fortunate enough to come in and have early this week. Fantastic job. Congratulations for you and the crew. I mean, really, really fantastic menu. Take us through a little bit. I mean, one thing, if people are hearing about live grass for the first time, what, what really sets you guys apart is you have your own ranch. Guys are raising your yep. own uh, cow. You raise your own pork. Your own chicken. So you, you have a big advantage over other over the chefs if, uh, as far as quality of ingredient. Tell us a little bit about how you've taken those quality ingredients and turned them into a dinner menu. Yeah, you know, and that, you know, I think the older I get and the more I cook, it you know, it, for me, I just it just becomes a little bit more simple. Uh, you know, you spend more time sourcing and and having quality ingredients. And just preparing them correctly and you're already you know a step ahead of everybody else that is just having to buy commodity product and do whatever they can to make it palatable or i don't have to do that you know i have i have you know a phenomenal product already that we're raising that has already been you know five years in the works to get to where it's at now and so now we're able to to, to basically be able to showcase it you know at nighttime at dinner especially I think, you know, the one, the dish that really sticks out to me is that pork, you know, that pork chop, I think is, you know, I think our pork is, is incredibly special. Yeah. And so, you know, being able to do, being able to do something like that, I think it really is going to be the dish that really puts everybody like on notice about what we're actually doing out at the ranch. Yeah. I call that pork, pork chops, pork chop stadium. Uh, it's a small stadium of pork that arrives on a platter <laughs> with some beautiful vegetables and you just carve into it like a ham or something. And man, that is, in case, if, if you don't think you like pork, you, you might want to head up to live grass for a refresher because exactly. that pork is just ridiculous. Exactly. And to me, you know, that's all, that's all about the way that animal was raised. Uh, being able to live its life out in the woods, forage for pecans, and just live, you know, a wild pig life. And then it gets the one bad day that we give it. And then, you know, I try to do my best to honor that entire animal, make sure that we do a good job of, you know, of, of preparing it. Because, you know, it's an animal that died for a reason. And we got we to gotta treat that with respect. And, and you know, and hopefully that, that carries through into the, on the, onto the flavor side. Well, it sure does. And I, I told you the other night, I, I feel like you're telling a story of Oklahoma with this menu. It's super Oklahoma in a pandemic because it's, it's whereas there's incredible flavors on the plates, it's also not over the top because you couldn't yes. possibly be right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, th and that's the thing is like, I think it's, you know, I, I I've always uh, tried to say that I do pretty simple and fairly simple food. 
I just try to elevate it a little bit and make it more artistic and plating to where you don't feel like you're eating something that's just a simple plate of food. You know, it feels like a little bit more special. And so, you know, at the same time, like I mean, as much as I would love to be able to come in here and just show off and cook whatever I wanted to cook, is that going to draw in people? You know, I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, so for me, I think it's better to do something that's a little bit more approachable, that's uh, simple, super seasonal, obviously. I mean, that's all I've all, it's always been, you know, a thing on my mind is always cooking in the seasons and trying to prolong those and do the things that we need to do. But I just want to, I just want to cook good food, make it yeah. look nice and let people have a great time. You know, cool. and I think that's what people want right now. Yeah. You know, they just, they just want to come in and, and, and be able to enjoy themselves. And I want to give them that opportunity. So, so far so good. Um, but let's not, I've been gushing over the pork so much. I don't want to pretend like that's all you guys, sure. you know, cause I was in there with my vegetarian wife and she was thrilled with what was in front, what her, what her options were. A lot of restaurants don't have vegetarian options. They'll have a, an option uh, with, with some sides. But no, you had several uh, ways that she could go. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, that's important. You know, uh, rarely do you dine out alone. So, you know, a lot of times people are either in, you know, either a significant other or a business meeting or they have got other people. Not everybody is going to be, you know, a, a big meat eater like, like I am and like some other people are, you know. And so I wanted to be able to let those people that are vegetarians know that I'm paying the same kind of attention to their food as I am everything else. And it's not just I'm going to throw a bunch of sides together for you or give you, you know, a roasted portobello mushroom or something like that. Like, I think it's to me, I feel like I'm making vegetarian dishes for meat eaters, mm -hmm. you know, right. for somebody that would normally eat meat, you know, but this is a vegetable forward dish, but they're not going to feel cheated or slighted in any way. That's and right. so, and it's, for me, it's the same thing. It's just, you know, create something that's delicious first and foremost, try to make it aesthetically pleasing and have a story behind it. And I think it's important that everything has a story behind it, obviously, you know, because that's what my cooking is. My cooking is a culmination of everything that I've come up growing up, you know, whether it be in a kitchen or at my grandmother's house, it all inspires me and it's all part of the reason that I cook. And so it's just kind of my story. And that's all. And I feel like I'm finally getting to have that opportunity now to kind of cook and tell my story. And well, so man. that's, that's the fun part for me. Hey, not just for you. It's those of us on the other end of it. I can, I can attest. Uh, we had a great time the other night and I know other people are too, when they get out there and try it out. Now, one thing to keep, I'd like to, for people to understand is yes, your dining room is open, but you're still every, you, you like every other restaurant, you're limited on, on, on how many people you can seat at a time right now. And you, sure. and, and that's all great, but you have another option. You have a pickup window, right? You, you have yes. ordering in a pickup window that people can actually roll up and, and get the food. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and we'll, that, that menu on the bistro side will be limited as far as what's able to travel and, and stuff like that. Because, you know, for me, a lot of, a lot of times, whether I can help it or not, I'm judged on the food that they get by the time it gets to our house, you know, and, and the way that I prepare food, it's best to be eaten as soon as it's sitting down at your table. So the travel capacity on some of the dishes are going to be a little limited. And so I would rather just take them off and not have that as an option and have dishes that travel well, the people are going to receive well and things like that. Which so if they really that. want to get the full experience, you know, yeah, yeah, I think if they really want to get the full experience, obviously they have to come in and, and, and dine in and just, you know, like you said, we're taking every precaution that we need to, to make sure that everybody is safe, that my staff is safe, you know, that the guests are safe and comfortable. So to me, I don't want to discourage anybody from feeling like they, should, they can be able to come in and have a meal and Absolutely. be safe. Yeah. So, 
yeah. That's the whole point is you can, we can all go out. It's just, we can't necessarily crowd into places. And, yeah. And, and so we have to take our time. We have to be patient. And on occasion we may have to take, uh, take out from a place that we normally wouldn't want to, or rethink the way that we're going to dine on, on a particular evening. And you guys are well set up to cover all of that. Plus a butcher shop. Plus the butcher shop. Yeah. And that's the thing, you yeah. know, that is also like, like I think, you know, kind of like a secret. I think most people come in here realizing that we're a restaurant and then they see that like, Oh, you guys have a meat counter. Like I can take this stuff home and cook it as well. And it's, you know, that's another, you know, great little aspect. A lot of people come in, they sit down, they have dinner and then they grab a few things and take them home and, and they're able to cook them and try them out themselves that way too. And so, you know, being able to have those options available for people, I think is really important. Um, you know, especially like, you know, earlier, you know, when all the pandemic first started going on and there were the, meat fluctuation and prices and shortage and things like that. And those are also, you know, having the ranch and having our own source are, those are issues that we don't necessarily have to deal with, like, you know, like the big guys. And so um, we're able to control it a little bit better. And again, you know, to me, it comes down to how we're raising the animal versus, you know, how, you know, big guys are doing it. And, and it all comes down to that we're doing it this way because yes, it's better for everybody. It's better for the environment. It's better for you health wise, but it, the reason why we're doing it is because it just tastes better. Yeah. You know, it, it actually shows up in the animal and you can taste the difference between our hamburger versus somebody else's ground beef and their hamburger, our pork chop versus somebody else's, you know, regular commodity pork chop. Not only can you tell by looking at the product, but you can tell by eating the product that they're completely different. And that's just what I want to show. That's, that's what I want to celebrate. That's what I want to show to people is like, this is what it's special about it is are these animals, the way that they're raised, and, you know, ultimately the way they end up being prepared on your plate just shows that off even more. Yeah. Well, and now you've now at, at, after all these months, you can now serve people. And I think all the ways you had in mind, maybe not in, as broadly as maybe you had in mind initially, but you now are open for, for lunch. You're open for dinner, dine in. Yep. Yeah. Butcher shops open. So you're, you're now functioning. We can't say at a hundred percent because nobody's functioning at a hundred percent. No, you're at you're at full capacity as far as as the, as the law will allow, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, as, as you know, and, you know, as as time goes on and as we get our feet underneath us and kind of this, you know, whole pandemic starts to get behind us, I would love to open brunch and do be able to do the brunch stuff, too. Yep. And so just, you know, for me, it's all about finding ways to, you know, to, to have guests, to, to to serve guests and to serve food and and figuring out a way to keep, you know, all of my guys employed and, and, you know, it's, and that's, to me, that's what it's really about. It's taking care of these guys that are with me, you know, more so than it's, it is about myself, you know, cause I feel like I will be fine. I don't know, you know, now that it's in this pandemic, you know, before yeah. I've, I've always said being a chef, I could go anywhere in the world right. and right. have a job, you know, and yeah. now I can't, but I want to make sure that these guys are taken care of too. So it's, yeah. you know, it's a lot of pressure, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm doing what I love which is cooking and, and being hospitable and sharing that with people. Um, I just want to continue to do that. Josh and Sully share a passion for crafting common ingredients into composed dishes to the delight and wonder of a hungry dining public. And have for years. The only thing in their way were the unexpected circumstances of their own decisions, good and bad. Those lessons are hard, but well-earned. Now they face an existential crisis to their way of life they didn't invite. Though they did nothing to welcome these circumstances, they're left to shake every branch, looking for lifelines to the future thanks to its ruthless effects. Restaurants will exist on the other side of the 
coronavirus pandemic. That's clear. But ensuring the ones who fought to survive through it are among those ranks, they'll need support. Thoughtful, calculated, consistent support. Whether it's a wine dinner in a beautiful restored mansion or pork chops big enough to host a basketball game at a brand new bistro in Edmond, they need your support. Make a plan to do so and execute it. My thanks to Chef David Sullivan and Josh Valentine for stepping up to the table. Check them out online at castlefalls.com and livegrassok.com. Until next week, wash often, keep a safe distance, and don't be late to the table. (music) 